This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 388 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, I'm talking with Kayla Cox. She doesn't count calories. She doesn't count carbs. She's lost 80 pounds and she's kept it off. And today she's going to explain how. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be Hey, it's Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. Welcome to the logical weight loss podcast. If you're new to the show, I am not a doctor. I am not a trainer. I'm just a person like you trying to lose weight. And I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm happy. Uh, I am absolutely right where I was the last time we spoke. I actually lost some weight. I traveled and uh, the company I work for is in Pittsburgh. And the hotel I stayed at was about, I don't know, four blocks from the building. And so I drove over there and I would walk four blocks to work. I would walk to lunch. I would walk to dinner. I would walk back to my hotel. I did a whole lot of walking going on. And when I got back, uh, I was gone almost four days. I was down a little bit. And then because I had been gone for four days, well, you guessed it, uh, I had to do all this stuff and wasn't walking around and gained the weight right back. So we're going to talk about that today, consistency. But I had some people ask me about last week's show, have I really started using the one three the 131 method by Shalene Johnson? And to be honest with you, because I was out of town, I have not really dug into it. I did see... I've been watching some of the videos in her course, and it's one of those where it's like they want my carbs down to 10%. And so while I'm trying to cut down on my carbs, because I I do agree that carbs are not the best kind of food, but today we're going to be talking with Kayla Cox, and she doesn't do any of that nonsense. When it comes to food tracking, there's a new name in town, and that is Chronometer. It's a great app that gives you tons of stats, and their database is a whole lot more accurate than things like MyFitnessPal. Oh, and it's cheaper. One of my favorite things is if I have a food that's not in the database, I simply scan the label, and the software inputs the information for you. You can check out Chronometer by going to LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. That's LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. Have you checked out the Logical Weight Loss Resources section? We have things like calorie trackers, breath analyzers, water reminders, weight loss challenges, scales, fitness trackers, habit reinforcement, mental health, weight training. If you have sore muscles, we've got resources for that. Some of my favorite books, our favorite supplements, it's all there. Go over to LogicalLoss.com slash resources. 
What if you took the accountability of Weight Watchers and combined it with the support of a like-minded community and the spark of a weight loss challenge? Well, you can find out at monthlychallenge.fit. The next challenge starts on the 1st. Use the coupon code NOW100 to get your first month free. Go to monthlychallenge.fit. And so without further ado, uh, let's just get to my interview with Kayla Cox. Her website is sixmilestosupper.com. And here's my conversation with Kayla. All right. Well, joining me from her RV, I'm very excited to have her on the show. She's the author of the book, The Laidback Guide to Intermittent Fasting, as well as she's the head of the Slow and Steady Success Academy. Uh, you can find her website at sixmilestosupper.com. She has 30,000 people subscribed to her YouTube channel. But the reason I'm excited is because she lost 80 pounds and she's keeping it off. That's the key one is keeping right. it off. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. How long did it take you to lose 80 pounds? Back in 2014, I was tagged in some Facebook photos and uh, it was it was in the early part of 2014. And I knew that I had to do something about my weight. It was, it was time. And uh, that whole year, I was just trying to think about it really, like to really try to figure out what could I do for the rest of my life? Because I had dieted my whole life, you know, like it was a constant struggle. And I was just bound and determined to not regain the weight this time. So I took a lot of time to really research things and think about things and kind of explore, you know, what was going on with me in the first place. And at the end of 2014, I heard about intermittent fasting. So I thought that sounds like something I could actually do, you know, it, it appealed to me uh, because I, I read somewhere that said, like, what if every day were like Thanksgiving, you know, when you just kind of like you save up your meal for that one big meal. And I thought, hey, I, 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 could, I could do that. So in 2015, though, like so I started experimenting, but I was kind of afraid of it because I was afraid that maybe it would hurt my metabolism. I was a woman. So, of course, you know, hormonally, I was afraid maybe it might screw things up. And uh, there wasn't a lot back then that I could get my hands on about it. You know, it was just kind of like a couple of blogs here or there that seemed to be talking about it. So in 2015, I started going to the gym every day and I was experimenting with intermittent fasting. But my big problem that year was just consistency. I lost maybe 20 pounds and then I started to regain the weight because even though I was going to the gym every day, I I injured my back doing a deadlift at one point. And so uh, that kind of threw me for a loop because now the exercise that I found that I really like doing, which was like powerlifting, I couldn't do that anymore. And so at the end of 2015, I thought, okay, I've got to figure something out. Like what's, you know, I, I was kind of at the point of giving up. And so at the beginning of 2016, I said, you know, I'm not going to give up. I, I've got to figure this out. So when I looked back, I realized that when I was actually consistent with intermittent fasting, you know, just like keeping my eye on the ball and just doing that, I was losing about a pound a week. And I told myself, okay, if I could just do that, just be consistent with that, and I could lose a pound a week, then I would probably be down to a good weight by the end of 2016. And that's exactly what happened. I lost about a pound a week. And by November, I was down to a weight that I 
was comfortable at. I was like at 157, which was a, like maybe three pounds overweight technically according to BMI, but that was fine with me. I wanted to see if I could keep it off because like you said, that's like the most important part, you know? <laughs> so so that so for like another year past that, I just tried to maintain it and I found like, oh, this is actually really easy to maintain, which shocked me. And so by that point, after I maintained for almost a year, I thought, okay, I'm ready to try to share this with other people because I'd really kept it to myself. And uh, I wanted to see if it would really work over the long term. And once I found that it did, then I made my first YouTube video. And at that point, since I was still like three pounds overweight, I thought, "Ah, I want to see if I can lose some more. So I took myself out of maintenance mode and then went back into like weight loss mode and I lost an additional like 17 pounds. So that brought my total like around to uh, 80 pounds. Holy cow. So when you're in maintenance mode, how, what changes from maintenance mode to weight loss mode? I love maintenance mode uh, because to me, that's like more freedom. I, I like, I like to try to play it as loose as possible in maintenance mode. I want to see how much I can get away with, you know, and make it as relaxed as possible because I feel like for myself, at least the thing that I always rebelled against, you know, after I would get down to that, you know, weight, my goal weight or whatever, I just wanted to not be so restricted anymore. So the entire time that I was learning about intermittent fasting and learning how it worked for me, my first goal was to just learn how to eat all the food in the first place. Like I don't have any restricted foods. I don't limit carbs. I don't count calories, nothing like that. Then with uh, maintenance mode. So, so I'm all, I'm never restricting the foods I'm eating, but in maintenance mode, it's more about just saying like, well, you know, in, in weight loss mode, I usually just do one meal a day. Oh, mad. But in maintenance mode, you know, I might do two meals a day or sometimes even three meals a day and just see how, you know, loosey goosey I can be uh, and still maintain in um, like about a five pound range is, is what my goal is. Nice. And for I realize you just said one meal a day. So there's a big chunk of my audience that just went, what? That's crazy. <laughs> how, how do you do one meal a day and not... Like, why aren't you starving by like 11 in the morning? And why aren't you starving at like 830 at night? Right. I started out with intermittent fasting, doing very short fasts. I mean, for me, a fasting window was like eight hours long, which most people would be like, that's not a fasting window. And I just knew that's as much as I could fast before I would feel like I'm starving to death. You know, I, in the beginning, whenever I would feel hungry, I would like kind of panic, you know? So I thought, okay, I've got to baby step this, you know, so I just started out by pushing breakfast a little bit later. So like I would say, okay, I'm going to stop eating by 10 PM and I won't eat until at least 6 AM. Okay. So that was just like my first little boundary. And then I pushed that out further to say, okay, I'm just going to make breakfast a little bit later and a little bit later. And I was just very, very gradual with it. I mean, remember in 2015, you know, that was pretty much, you know, just learning how to do intermittent fasting. So it was just a gradual pushing it out. And eventually it got to the point where it was like, oh, well, now it's like lunchtime before I eat my first meal. And that became my new normal. And so I was doing that for a long time. And then at one point, it just kind of accidentally, uh, the stomach bug went through our house. And I was so nervous. I was like, I I can't eat, you know, like I, I just, I felt like I, I don't want to eat anything. And finally by supper time, I was like, I have got to eat something. I need to eat something. And that went on for a few days. I never got sick, but I, I started noticing like, wow, 
you know, I got a lot accomplished during those days and I was fine. Like I, I wasn't, I guess in my head, I thought, you know, you'll feel really bad or something like that on, you know, if you only eat one meal a day, but I found, I felt great. Like I got a lot done. I, I tended, I guess in the past to procrastinate with food, you know? So once I started doing that, I like immediately Googled it to see like, do other people <laughs> eat only one meal a day? Can you do that? You know, and will you be okay? And I found there's a lot of people who do it. And like Stanley McChrystal, uh, he's like a, I don't know if you know who that is. He's like a general. He was like in charge of the, the forces in Iraq and eats one meal a day has for decades, I think at this point. And I thought, Hey, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> so, so something I came to gradually and I found that I liked it. I don't think it's required. I mean, certainly a lot of people have results uh, with like a 16, eight fast. That's what people are more probably familiar with. But I found that I, I really like OMAD. Yeah. And I guess once you get used to it, it's really not that bad. And like you said, you've got, more time to be productive and, and, you know, you can get more done, which then probably reduces stress. Cause you're not uh, worrying about doing so much. Cause well, instead of worrying about it, you're actually doing it, which is even better. Right. I noticed in one of your YouTube videos, you talked about journaling. Why do you think people should, should journal? Well, in my experience, a lot of times the reason we're eating isn't because we're just hungry, <laughs> you know, there, uh, with intermittent fasting, it, it taught me, that a lot of times when I felt hungry, I was actually feeling stressed or bored. So whereas my habit before was to just eat, you know, snack around constantly eating, eating, eating. I started to realize like, oh, there's this other thing going on in, in my head that is stressing me out. So journaling really helped me to realize, you know, like, oh, I'm stressed about this and how can I take action on it? Or just in my opinion, you know, journaling helps you to think better. Like it's, it's kind of hard to think if you keep it all up in your head, but once you start actually writing it out on paper, it, it helps you to actually get through the thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Is that a case where when you then start to journal on a regular basis, you can start to maybe spot like a thought pattern that's maybe not healthy. Is that one of the reasons why you do that? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I read this one book uh, by Tony Robbins called Awaken the Giant Within. And I think that was the first book that really made me realize some of the the beliefs about myself, limiting beliefs, I think is what he calls them. Mm-hmm. But uh, these things that I would be saying to myself in my head, and I didn't even realize I was saying them or that I even believed them. But then when I started to realize, like, oh, I, I'm thinking these things constantly, you know, like I would call myself fat, you know, and to be fair, you know, I was obese. So there, there was at least a kernel of truth there of like, you know, I was being pretty harsh with myself, but I was overweight. And so I, I started changing what I was saying to myself. First of all, I said, you know, like, okay, I'm currently overweight, but I am practicing intermittent fasting and I'm walking six miles a day. And that was a way to start changing my self-talk and actually writing the things down really did start to reveal that to me that, oh, this is how you're actually thinking about things. And it helped me to take action. Hence the, the, the website address, six miles to supper.com. What's why six miles? Why not five? Why not seven? Where did you come up with six? Uh, it's totally random. I think um, there was this uh, one celebrity trainer and she said, I always tell my clients to move three miles a day. If they'll, if they'll just move three miles a day, then they'll, uh, you know, basically maintain their weight or be at a good weight. And I thought, well, in my, in my head, I always thought I had a slow metabolism. So I thought, Hey, 
well, if three miles would do it, then if my metabolism slowed, then six miles would do it. So I, I thought that's something to shoot for. And then also I, I was reminded that Stanley McChrystal uh, does that too. And so I think I heard that at that time, around that same time, I, I'd read that article and heard that he uh, runs six miles a day. So I thought, hey, you know, apparently he can OMAD and do six miles a day. So that's something I could do too. When do you find the time? Because now you're, I know you have three kids. Are they still with you or are they? Yeah, yeah. They, they homeschool uh, or I guess you call it road schooling because yeah. uh, <laughs> we're on the road. But uh, yeah, so I homeschool my three kids. I've got the YouTube channel, podcast, and uh, I've got courses and uh, uh, do some coaching and stuff. So stay busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, when do you when do you find time then to because that's a lot on your plate there. When do you find the time to to walk six miles? Uh, usually I do it when I wake up in the morning. I refuse to say the words, I don't have time. Uh, because I found that when I say that, it's a lie. Usually it, it just means it's not a priority. So for me, walking the six miles is the priority. And so are my kids and so is my husband. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't get on social media a whole lot. I mean, that's a constant battle, I guess. But right. um, I have found that if, if I find myself needing time, I'm probably watching too much TV and probably on social media too much. Just cutting out those two things. I, I mean, I was shocked at how much time I have. <laughs> you, you start off your day and you, you go out and you walk six miles. What else is part of your, your morning routine that we might want to copy? When I first wake up, I will start my coffee, <laughs> which is important to me. Um, I, I do drink my coffee uh, with cream, uh, which is something that some, some people get get really strict with intermittent fasting about, you know, not having anything in your coffee, but I love cream in my coffee. So I, I mean, I put half and half in it. So I'll start my coffee. I read the Bible every morning. I'm a Christian. And I also uh, write in my journal. Uh, I do the five minute journal. That's, that's been a fixture for quite some time now. I've also done morning pages, which I find to be really helpful too. Uh, which is like three pages of longhand stream of consciousness writing, which I think if you if you got a lot on your mind, that's a great exercise to do. And then I usually try to do some sort of reading. You know, usually it's nonfiction. I tend to like nonfiction. And then I'll go out on my walk. And then I just, you know, on my walk, I usually try to kind of plan out my day, think about what I want to get accomplished, and then just go about the business of accomplishing the things. With three, how old are your kids? They are almost 13, 7, and 10. So they're at a great age to complain. How are they going along <laughs> with this routine? Because I can just see like, Mom, where's the Cheetos? What do you mean we're not eating till 6 o'clock? Oh, so they they eat whenever they want to eat. And it was funny because that was one of the things I was really nervous about. I thought, I don't know. You know, in the beginning, I didn't really know, like, is this okay to be doing? You know, it's so different than, than what other Americans do which of course obesity is rampant. So uh, I guess that was one thing that helped me to think, well, maybe we're not doing the right things right now. So, so I thought, well, I just won't say anything about it. I'm, I'm not going to make a big deal out of the fact that I'm, that I'm doing this intermittent fasting thing and they never even noticed. So I guess it just wasn't a big deal. We never really ate all as a family for breakfast or, or at lunch because we're homeschooling and everybody kind of wakes up on their own schedule. And, uh, and so for us, the way our life works is we just don't have that in the morning or at lunchtime, but supper is a big deal in our house. Like 
everybody sits down at the table. No devices are allowed. The TV is not on and we sit down and we eat together. So it's not been a thing for them. Now, occasionally, like once they finally started to realize that I was doing this, especially after I started the YouTube channel, because then I was actually talking about it and they would hear me like making videos about it. And uh, they started to be a little bit more aware uh, that, you know, I didn't eat breakfast or, or whatever. But my goal for my kids is that I never want them to struggle with their weight. I never want them to have this battle that I had. So I'm always very open and honest about, you know, well, here's what I did and here's why it, you know, here's how I got overweight in the first place. And we have those discussions. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, if you could see me, I have a giant smile on my face because I remember on Sunday, we used to have uh, Sunday lunch was a thing that it doesn't matter what was going on after church, everybody's sitting down and we're eating lunch together. And I remember the phone would ring. This is back when the phones would ring and, <laughs> and somebody would like make a, like they kind of jolt in their chair, like they want to go answer it. And my dad would be like, Nope. He goes, if it's important, they'll call back. And it was That's like, right. so, so it's important to have that family time. So good on you. Oh, thank you. Well, tell us about your book, the laid back guide to intermittent fasting. Yeah. So I wrote the book because I wanted, well, first of all, I wanted to set it all down as a record for, for one thing for myself, because as time passes, you forget, you start to forget, like, how did I do this? And I didn't want it to be like 10 years from now. And, you know, I couldn't remember how, how did I do this? I wanted it when it was fresh in my mind to have this record of exactly how I did it. And I wanted other people to know, just, you know, to kind of see my framework, but I definitely believe you have to find what works for you. It, it, it's all so individual, you know, some people, you know, OMAD is not going to work for their life. It just won't, you know, that they have a crazy schedule or, you know, that they're in a situation where they're going to have to eat, you know, in a different kind of pattern. And I wanted to just put out there what I experienced. And I, I wanted to, you know, I, I, I called it the laid back guy because I am laid back and I do feel like things are adapted. Um, one thing that changed my mind about a lot of weight loss stuff was when I read Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Body. And in that book, he talked about this guy who created his own plan and, and he, you know, he kind of had his own plan too. And I thought, hey, you know, like maybe you can just create your own plan. Like I don't have to look around for some experts. So I thought, well, maybe if I show people how I kind of created my plan and my philosophy, then they can figure out what works for them and create their own plan. So, so it just, you know, gives uh, some tips on how to do intermittent fasting. And, and, and I'm really, like I said, I'm really laid back about it. I I know that one thing a lot of people struggle with is they kind of get it in their head. They have to do it perfectly or, and if they don't do it perfectly, they won't get results. And I did it completely imperfectly. You know, I took half and half in my coffee three times a day during my fasting window. I, eat whatever food I want. I don't, you know, I don't do macros. I don't count calories and I take a cheat day every week too. So I wanted to show people it doesn't have to be so strict because I feel like, you know, if you're too strict with yourself, it's just not going to last. You know, you have to figure out the things that will work for you over the lifetime. Cause the whole point is to try to, you know, get it off and keep it off for good. Right. It's gotta be something you can live with. Cause some of the stuff, it's like you can't even, you know, if you smell bread, you're cheating. And I'm like, and that's not going to work for me. Uh, right. You know, it's like, so it's got to be something you can live with. Now, obviously, you got the book for people that like to read, but you also have, uh, you know, your academy. So tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, so the academy, I built it because I wanted to be able to put things in a logical step-by-step order for people who want to learn how to lose weight. Because, you know, as I was going through all of this, I realized there's, you know, there, there is the intermittent fasting side. And I, I've got a course all about intermittent fasting, you know, how to set up your plan, how to test it, how to experiment and see what works for you. But then I realized there's these other topics too that I had to learn. You know, I had to go through this process of figuring it out. And so, you know, I've got the course on weight tracking because that was a big revelation to me, like how to track your weight and, and weigh yourself, but then also learn how to just use that as a tool and looking at the law, like the big picture and thinking about long-term results and instead of just getting bogged down in the day-to-day and then mindset stuff. So, um, so yeah, so the courses are just kind of a deeper dive into each topic so that people can learn how to lose weight and keep it off for good. Awesome. And again, this is all available out at six miles to supper.com. And if you're out there, you have to click on the, my story uh, button at the top and on the right, your before and after picture is amazing. What inspired you? What was your kind of line in the sand that made you go, all right, that's enough of that. That that before picture was taken at a party. And uh, so like a week later, I got notified on Facebook, like, oh, you've been tagged in photos. And I thought it was going to be my kids because I always dodged the camera, you know, and I started looking at these pictures and I didn't even recognize myself at first. And then I started to realize, like, no, that's you. And it's not like, oh, I can just blame the angle. This is me. It was like me from every angle. And I was so upset. I mean, I was crying, you know, and I was feeling really sorry for myself. And because weight had always been a struggle, but I I started to realize, like, you know, it's my responsibility. I, I have put every bite of food in my mouth and, and I have chosen not to work out. And I, you know, I've gotten into some bad habits and I've got to change. Like, I could see you know, in my future, if I didn't change, I could see that getting worse and worse and worse. And it was just like something, something's got to change. So that, that year I, I didn't really do much else aside from, you know, thinking about things. And I just started measuring myself and I would take a progress picture every week from every angle. So I would never be so blindsided again. Things didn't really change until I actually got on the scale. And that was about a year later. So, yeah, that's, that's what really kicked my, uh, Oh, my what's the word here? Uh, My commitment was I never have taken because I I don't see it. I never see my back. And I took a picture of my back and I went, wait, who is that? I'm like, holy cow. Well, what's been some of your biggest struggles? Because it sounds it's one of the things where just, well, here's the deal. I'm not counting my calories, no carbs. (laughs) I get up, I walk six miles, it's a piece of cake. So Uh what's, what's been the biggest struggle? My biggest struggle at first was just consistency. I tend to be a perfectionist and that really got in my way because in the past, what it would look like is I would go on a plan and I would just white knuckle it, you know, just punish myself. And then the first time I slipped up, it would be like all over, (laughs) you know, like it would just, the weight gain would start back immediately. But eventually I started to say, you know, I, I have to just get consistent with this. And a big part of that was learning how to be patient. That's probably the biggest struggle was learning how to be patient. And there's this phrase that really helped me, um, slow, smooth, and smooth is fast. And that was from uh, Jocko Willink, who's like a Navy SEAL. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. But um, anyway, I thought, hey, if the Navy SEALs can have that motto, 
you know, then maybe I should adopt it. So I just kept telling myself, like, it's, it's probably going to take a long time, but it's important to me. So I just had to learn how to be patient. And I see also out of your website, you have some freebies. And what's interesting is these are completely freebie. Like, I don't have to sign up for a mailing list or anything. I click on it and I'm like, wow, I got a PDF. That was pretty cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. I try to put stuff out there that I think would be helpful. Like the, the weight tracking spreadsheet, for example. One thing that I found really helpful was to keep track of my seven day average, which is basically you just weigh yourself every day. But the number you really pay attention to is your seven day average, which then gets rid of kind of a lot of the, you know, my, my weight can fluctuate by like six pounds in a week. Sometimes, you know, most of the time it's like three pounds, you know, like my highest weight might be like 145 and my lowest weight might be 142 or something like that. But, but that constant up and down, up and down can drive me kind of crazy. But the seven day average helps to kind of like just give you a it just evens it out a little bit more. So I, you know, I made that and put it out there for people to just have and use if they so choose. Awesome. And the other thing we should mention, since you're on this podcast, if you want some more from Kayla, you can actually find her podcast, Six Miles to Supper, where all fine podcasts are served. And uh, you're even smart enough to work for, to uh, to use Libsyn, which is great because that's, right. that's who I work for. So, oh, awesome. <laughs> go. So uh, for more things and all things, Kayla, simply go out to sixmilestosupper.com. I'll have links out in the show notes as well. Kayla, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. You can find everything that I mentioned today at LogicalLoss.com slash 388. This is episode 388. And if you'd like to support the show, go out to LogicalLosers.com. This is our private Facebook group that we run through Patreon, and you can join for as little as a dollar and it helps keep the lights on here at the logical weight loss podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the logical weight loss podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the logical weight loss podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to logicalloss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at logicalloss.com or call in your comments toll free. 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. But I can't buy it Guess I'll have to just to die it Then won't tell you lies Then I want smaller thighs Then but I realize I guess I'll have to exercise